Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling and full of joy. And today I've got some amazing news. You can now pre-order your very own version of the Joy of Being book, supporting hardworking mums to stress less and live more. If you're the type of mum who is struggling with the burdens of motherhood or modern day life, then this will be a perfect book for you. If you're curious, you want to know more and you want to see what's up with that book, you can do so at www.marinapearson.com slash order. And there you'll find all the amazing goodies that you'll get if you pre-order the book before the 10th of May. So so I'm Jacqueline Rogers. I'm the founder and creator of the Athena Network. And the Athena Network is a business club for females entrepreneurs and uh, executives. But we do tend to attract the kind of women you are very committed to making a difference. And that was not intentional. It wasn't something that I had in my business plan at the beginning. But that's the kind of women that we do tend to, to be attracting. And the way that we grow is by franchising, mm. so, which means I sell the business model. So I'm really curious, you know, obviously this podcast is for mums and women in business. Mm. And I'm always a bit curious about why women go into the type of businesses that they do or why they do the work that they do. So I kind of wanted to start there. But how do you go, right, yeah, I'm going to connect. I'm going to create this. Um, I didn't do that. That's, didn't. <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have that moment. Um, what I had was a moment where of despair, actually. I was in a corporate role for so many years, which I, I had been managing my own exit out of. I was very aware that if I stayed there any longer, I, it sounds so dramatic, but I, 
I was burnt out, absolutely burnt out. Didn't know the colour of my own front door. I was leaving so early in the morning, getting home so late at night. My children had a better relationship with the childminder than they had with me. And it just wasn't healthy. I didn't notice that at first. I loved it. I loved the adrenaline rush. I loved in the organisation. I was there for you know, about 12 years and things were changing. You know, it, it happens. And, and I realised I just didn't love what I was doing anymore. In fact, I loathed it. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't even I might like it. I'd gone from loving to completely loving loathing what I was doing and the part of it that I was loathing was who I was becoming in the process because it was such a driven organization I worked with a sales team I was being asked to do things that I was not comfortable with and at the same time I was also doing additional training so I am a trainer that's that's my career and a consultant that's what I've been doing but then I was learning NLP and I was adding coaching to my portfolio hypnotherapy lots of other modalities not fixed on any of them but just enjoying the mashup of them all very long story short we went to New Orleans for a company blending getting to know each other kind of event and it was uh, mandatory just after Christmas, um, sorry, just after New Year, we came back and we were told that we had to reapply for our jobs and that there was a possibility. I think it was about two thirds of us were going to be made redundant. And it was at that moment, I was like Christmas. It was like, oh gosh, this is it. You know, this is where I can launch on my own. So I had the privilege of being made redundant and I do think it's a privilege because if I had stayed there it just would have been really it would have been tough for me but then I had the problem of setting up my own business but then getting clients but I was really lucky my ex-CEO gave me a call and he said I hear you've been made redundant and I said I have it's really exciting I'm starting up my own business he said let's just do a reality check you need to pay the mortgage. The boys are still in school. There were, you know, and there were these factual things that I hadn't really thought of. So what I had was a job where I was working from 10 until four, no longer, and a lot of it I could do at home. And I could set up my own business as well. But my coach, and I've got a coach, a business coach, and I've got a business mentor. And both of them said, you need to go and network. And I didn't like it. I hated it, in fact. So the first networking event I went to, well, I didn't technically get into the event because I was in the car, went in, and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 leave your stuff there, put your coat over there, do this. I went to the ladies, put some lipstick on, left and went back home again. So it was a waste of a, I think it was £12. I found the old receipt the other day. And um, and I spoke to my business coach, and I saw that was just awful. And he said, you just have to go. And I was really, really uncomfortable going to all of these events. And one, I did start going. I wasn't enjoying them anymore. But what I was observing was what I loved, loved most about them. So there were things that I really loved because I think when you're, when you're working on your own, particularly when you're starting up your own business, you can become really isolated. And I'm an introvert. So my tendency is to want to, you know, be really comfortable not doing anything, not going out to see anyone. So I could live with that, but then I wasn't going to get any clients either. So um, I, I really observed what I, what I was loving about them. There was that connection that I was having with people. And I also noticed what I really didn't like. And I was just making notes as I was going along. And it wasn't with any idea in mind. It was like, you know, what I really didn't enjoy about this event was blah, blah, blah. And if it was me, this is the way that I would do it. 
And I had a, a conversation with my business coach one day. I said, okay, how's it going? How's your networking there? I said, oh, I really don't like it. And do you know what? If I was to do it, this is what I would do. And I just came out with this list. I flipped everything that I didn't enjoy and said, I would do this, I would do this. For example, the first event that I went to, I wasn't made to feel very welcome. It was kind of like, yeah, put your coat over there, just born into the room, speak to anyone. I was like, okay. But if it had been, oh, you're new, it's your first time. Well, let me introduce you to a couple of people. Or I'm doing registration, so let me wait until so-and-so comes along and introduce you to him part, then you can go and speak. So it's just little things that I noticed. So it was actually quite by accident that the Athena Network was created. Because my coach called me at my own moaning and said, well, you know what, with the skills and resources you've got, why don't you just do it? So that's why I started my own network. It wasn't as easy as that. It didn't just happen overnight. But that is, that was the seed that was planted. I love that. I love that you weren't looking for it. I love that it came out from just a conversation you were having with someone else. Yeah. What I've seen time and time again is that that's the seed that's planted, but that's enough. Because seeds that are planted grow. So if you look after them, of course. I just hear so much wisdom in that. Like, you know, this sort of intelligence that arises from these conversations and then you're off um, mm. create this incredible business. So my question is, like, anyone that's listening in and that has a hard time, because I know that networking isn't easy for everybody. Not everybody mm. is into it or feels like they can do it. But it, it is an intrinsic part of creating relationships, mm. relationships and actually connecting, connection. What have you found about that? Like, what have you found that, that has really helped you, but also really helped other women in terms of getting over, not even getting over, but just seeing it differently, just seeing networking differently? Yeah. Biggest tip I could give to anybody in regards, in regards to, to networking and seeing it differently is to imagine that you were hosting the event. And if you were hosting the event, how would you make everybody else there feel? And that was, that was my flip. Now, everybody needs to find their own thing. But one thing I do love doing is hostessing. So if, you know, if I love a party at my home. I love to cook great food for people. I love bringing diverse personalities together and just seeing how it goes. But also to manage that as well. Mm. So I guess if I, if I was to look back, if it, well, actually, I was just utilizing all the skills that I already had. But I realized for me... It was, if I just pretended that I was the hostess, then I'd have a much better experience while I was at the event. So how, how what that looks like is, um, and I do it still now, by the way. So this isn't something that I did all those years ago and then I don't do it again because I'm not great in environments where I don't know people still. So I have to be really clear. Why am I there? So I think about what my objectives are. What would I love to experience in the event is there something specific that I'm looking for like a supplier because most of my networking these days is looking for, for suppliers as opposed to clients and um and then when I'm at the event I find out sounds ridiculous but I find out things like where are the ladies so if there's anybody that's looking a little bit lost and their coat's hanging over their arm or they're jigging about looking like they might need to go to the lady are you looking for the ladies they go, yeah, right, I know exactly where it is. So it's just coming up with little icebreakers for me. So I didn't want anybody in the room to feel uncomfortable. So it was looking at what was a discomfort for me and how could I relieve that for, for other people. And, and the key thing is, is to actually go to whatever event you're going to 
to give value. So I want people to remember me for all of the right reasons when I've been, um, but not necessarily because I've got a client, because for me it's about going and giving value. So because it's, I just, I feel good, you know, when I've done that. I, it's, it comes back to the, it can be lonely when you're working on your own. As an introvert, that's my capacity to do so. But if I go to a networking event and I'm giving value and I'm being of service to other people, then I actually come back and I'm feeling much more motivated about life as well. So it kind of fills, it fills my heart up. It fills me up. And so that would be my biggest tip is, is to go and think about how you can give value. And for me, it's acting like the hostess. But for somebody else, it may look like, I, I can't imagine what it would be. Like, you know, may, when I read your, um, your profile, for example, you know, you did the school plays and you always given the part of, of making people laugh. Well, maybe that's, you know, when you go to an event, it could be that that's what you're doing. You know, you're looking for a way to make people feel better because you're bringing humor to a situation. Mm -hmm. You know, let's not have it stuffy. Let's have it be a really humorous event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what I hear and what you say is just this value piece to give and to get interested in other people. Yeah. Um, But it really comes down, like what I'm hearing really is connection. Mm. Like that, the capacity we have to connect. I look at my son and he's constantly wanting to connect, mm. right? Now, I know that's not for everybody, um, but I've seen over the years that connection and caring and getting interested in others. And I remember somebody saying to me, um, you know, when you, go, when you go to meet new people, that it's really important to actually maybe even get leave with knowing more about them than they did about you and, and I, I it's absolutely not, agree yeah because yeah. yeah. people love to talk about themselves most of the time but <laughs> there is the sense of this person is interested they're listening they they care mm. yeah so I I have a favorite quote which I use in the context of networking and it's Maya Angelou's and what Maya Angelou said was people forget what you say they forget what you did but they never forget how you make them feel and you know you can just be in a space with somebody and just listen you don't necessarily contribute to that conversation you don't give them advice I used to do this in the old days you know always trying to give advice and a little you know I've always got a um bit of sage wisdom which wasn't sage wisdom it was my ego that was always coming in and and what I now realize is if I just allow them to Tell me what's going on in their business, what it is they're looking for, and not stagely every now and then so that they know that I'm actually listening and I'm, I'm committed to that. It can make such a difference to them. And I won't have had to say anything, say anything but they'll go, oh, that was such an interesting conversation. But the conversation was very one-sided. And that's okay because they just feel so much better about themselves then. Yeah, and, and and this, like, we have the capacity to connect. That That's what I keep coming back to. It's like, it's, it's this, as I, as I said, from, from, from childhood, we have this capacity to connect. Um, we're connected, right? Like, um, yeah. but it's, for me, what I'm, what I, what I, what I've experienced 
in these networking situations when meeting new people, creating relationships is um, I can really see when someone's really distracted. And that used to be me. So I know what it's like. It's like Look right there, looking over the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The shoulder. yeah. Um, but not really being present in the conversation. And this weekend where I was at this event, so funnily enough, it fits in perfectly with the Yeah, it's an event, yeah. Was, I didn't know very many people there. And sometimes I was just left standing, observing. And in the past that would made that I would have got really in my head about that. I would have got really insecure about it. And I would have just really hated it. Cause I don't, I, what I usually would have done in the past is just to um, find a few people and then just keep going back to them again and again and again to build a deeper connection with them. Mm. But what I found this time was really interesting because the, the, the conversations I was having with the people that I did have, they were very deeply connected. Like we, we were very much in the conversation. Um, and I felt like even if I didn't speak to them for that long, we created a really nice connection, mm. one that I can always go back to. And even if nothing happened from that connection, it was just connection for connection's sake. And it was most of the time anyway, just to get to know the community that I'm part of. Um, you just never know, right? You just never, never, ever, ever know when that person will remember you or you'll come to mind because you had that conversation or, yeah, like... Mm. Is there anything that you can speak to about that? Yeah, the, the, it's really interesting you say that. As you're talking, it just reminds me of the, the you know, old-fashioned, archaic ways of networking and the way that we're ta- And the way that I believed I had to network when I first started as well. I wasn't comfortable with it, but it was, you know, you go to networks because you've got a product or a service to sell. So you don't leave the room without a contact you don't leave the room without at least a meeting with somebody I was like geez I thought I was stressed out in my corporate career this is actually go seriously I thought I don't know if I'm going to be able to cope it felt like I jumped out of the frying pan right into the fire and I thought maybe corporate wasn't quite so hard I think I prefer that and and then you know I was really blessed along the way as I know you have been, just to meet some incredible people who just gave me great wisdom about it, but also followed my own. And I realized that, not realized, I I knew that networking is a long-term strategy. And it's, you know, this is for, a network is something that you build, (laughs) sounds like Dr. Bernardo's um, thing here, but you build a network for life. It's you don't build a network to get a client. That's not it. So it's a long term. But even taking it beyond the expression strategy, you're building a connection, a network for life. So you never know when you're going to need those people. Never know. You and I had a conversation post uh, pre podcast. You mentioned something. Went, oh, I need their details because actually somebody I'm speaking to later will really benefit from this experience. And so you never know where these things are going to going to come from. So I love being a sponge when I go to these events as well. I'm not quite so literally. I do need to write things down or record it somewhere or keep, you know, keep people's contact details. But it networking is such a long-term strategy. 
is that it is better not to think of going to an event to be able to sell something because that is not how it's going to happen. You may be really lucky and you may get a client the first time. I've seen people who do that. But what you're really going to a networking event to do is to build the trust, to build the relationship, to start connecting so that they know who you are. And, and then they're comfortable referring you. And, you know, I, I feel so strongly about who I would refer, who I wouldn't refer, because my reputation depends on it. So, so many layers. Yeah, I want to share something with you, Jackie. I don't know if you know this, but um, I don't think you do. So I was at Athena Networking Group in Westminster, and I was actually, I think I was just the visitor for that one. I was just, and there was a lady there who was a journalist. And so anyway, I gave her my card, told her about my book at the time, which was Goodbye, Mr. X, and we left it at that. Well, two, three years later, uh-huh. um, when I'm in Lanzarote at a beautiful retreat, state of mind, very chill, very relaxed, um, I get an email from her saying, would you like to come on um, ITV this morning? Wow. And so... I'd given her a copy of the book. We'd had a really beautiful conversation and I hadn't, I had, didn't hear from her since. Yeah. It was about doing some stuff, but it never really happened. But anyway, she, I came to mind. And so I flew from Lanzarote all the way back to the UK. Wow. <laughs> Unglamorous situation ever, by the way, because I was still breastfeeding. I had to go into the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But what an experience. I got to be on, got to be interviewed by Philip Schofield and Amanda Holden. Wow. And all because I'd made a connection. That's it. But at the time, interestingly enough, I was deeply insecure. So I was, had a lot of insecure thinking. And I was, I was very much on that tip with you. And I was like, I'm going to networking to make clients. Yeah. And actually what I've realized over time is, um, you're just planting seeds. And just as we were talking at the beginning here was like, you're planting seeds, right? You're planting lots of little mm. seeds. But if you take care of them and you nurture them and you, that blossoms into something that's unknown. You just don't know. You just yeah. don't know. That's an amazing story. I love that. I have to remember it and share it with people. Yeah, future. use it as a testing, fine, <laughs> testimonial yeah. if you want. Good. Absolutely brilliant, because that is such a great example of the, the contact, the connection that you had. You know, there wasn't maybe, well, there probably wasn't, not there wasn't maybe, there probably just wasn't an opportunity for you to go on ITV at that time, because no. we don't know what we don't know. And that's what I love about networking in the broader context. If we can let go of the fact that it's a transactional relationship I love and that. actually consider that mm. it's a you know a heartfelt connection that it's a connection where you just never know where it's going to go you you literally are stepping into the realm of possibilities when you go to a networking event you don't know who's there and there's so many stories you know over the years where similar to that where where I've seen connections happen you know a friend of mine um, is working with Deborah Meaden as a result of networking. But that didn't happen the day that she said, I would like to work with a dragon. And they go, oh, yeah, I know just the dragon you want to speak to. I wish it were that quick. But a few years later, now, because she's an expert in the food industry, whenever Deborah 
purchases on Dragon's Den of food product, then Jane is the person that she's going to be working with. But that didn't happen overnight either, no. you know. And Jane's not that kind of networker. She is very much relationship based and not transactional based. And so that's the distinction as well. Stop thinking about transactions and start thinking mm-hmm. about relationships. Or don't even think about the relationship. Don't just even think about the transaction. Be, just don't connect. Think it. Yeah, just connect. And that, you know, it's really interesting. I should remember our own strap line, but our strap line is creating connections, inspiring success. It is, it doesn't say come to a networking event and sell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really, really bad strap line. I probably shouldn't ever think about using that. But um, creating connections is what we're all about. And sadly, the ones who leave, leave our network, it's because they haven't got that. It's like, well, I didn't get any business. It's like, well, A, you didn't show up with the right attitude. And B, it's, you know, maybe it's just not the right time. As you experienced, you know, three years later, you want to pay pay from Lanzarote in the least glamorous situation. And there was another, there was another lady I connected with as well, Cassie, who um, we then, she was going through a breakup at the time. We had a conversation and at the time I started looking in this direction, you know, as, as I shared with you before, which is the direction of the three principles, which is all the mm-hmm. principles around psychology, um, which is very, very cutting edge. Anyway, we had a conversation. She was really impacted. She got curious about it. She then went on and did some training in it. And so that's changed her entire practice. Yeah. I worked with her because she's a facility expert and got pregnant literally two months later. So, um, there's there there is a there is a um there is something bigger here at play not just we show up but there is energy and and oh yes that person comes to mind and oh i can introduce her to that person and oh but it it comes to mind it there's there's a there's a like you were saying this morning that you had a new thought that popped into your head yeah yeah that that's what I find fascinating too, which is that that person comes to mind, not another person, that one in that particular. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Or that we've had this conversation about, you know, um, your, your client and then, and so it, 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 it's just, um, a whole sequence of events. You have no idea where it's going, but it unfolds in a way that's kind of magical and mystical. Have you yeah. found that? <laughs> I, I would just say just smiling because I, I love that. I love that actually we don't always know. And I'm thinking, just thinking, we, we, don't don't know. Know. we just don't know. And that's, that's the beauty of it. And I, I truly wish that more people would come to a networking event or attend a networking event mm. and, and be in, in the unknown. Be in the realm of possibility, just trusting that the right people are in the right, or the right person. It might not be everybody who's there. But what's really, it it can be a throwaway comment from somebody. So I'm just thinking of somebody in particular in mind. Um, She came, she joined us about 18 months ago at the network. And she had decided, ex-corporate as well, she wanted and always had this innate ability to be able to smell colors that sounds weird but stick with me. wow it is amazing now 
what she has done, she, so it colors, or, or if she was to look at an inanimate object, she can, she can imagine a smell. So she has created an artisan perfume, the most amazing perfume ever. And um, so it was just, it was a, it was a bud of an idea, a seed of an idea. So this is what I want to do. She only really got a business when she first started with us. Now, international. And the, the business is being, it goes into the perfumes, is available in like little bijou boutiques on very select high streets. So not in, in a high street store, but um, in little bijou type boutiques. But she said, if I came here with the intention of just selling perfume, I wouldn't have created what I've got. But what she did was she came, she said, this is what I would love to create. And then there was this conscious flow of, what about this? And, you know, people would throw, I'd hear random words like, oh, cashmere, I wonder what that smells like. So I have no idea what cashmere would smell like. But she ran away with this idea, not ran away literally, but I thought, yeah, I wonder what that would be like. She's had all of her packaging done. She's had all of her promotions done. Everything, in addition to the community that she's built up, to be able to launch this artisan perfume. Wow, that's so cool. I've got goosebumps all over my body. That is so cool. To smell colour. I mean, that is, every time she says it, my brain just cannot compute it. That is hilarious. Yeah, and I guess you just don't know where the relationships are going to go. And, and, but if you go with the intention to just connect and find out, I think that that's a really beautiful intention right there because it's not based on anything that you need security on. Like I need to make this work or I need to have the business or I need to sell something so I can feel better or whatever. It's just literally curiosity, listening, um, connection um, and see where it goes because I love what you said about you just don't know you just don't know you don't know who's going to be in the room you don't know who you're going to speak to you don't know the throwaway comments I'm going to make um, and uh, yeah I just over over time I've seen that someone you connected with years ago suddenly now becomes your 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 advocate or they go through a life situation and they suddenly do become a client because it's now relevant mm. to them in that moment. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Jane, who I mentioned earlier, who works with, with Deborah Meaden. Now, Jane and I, oh gosh, when did we meet? It, um, 12 years ago now. And she was, she was recovering from shingles and one day decided that she would just find out what local events were on. And she came across the Athena Network, sent me an email. I responded. She sent me another one. But it was, I was working at home that day. And so, you know, we, we just built up a relationship by email, bizarrely. Um, and I said, look, come along to Cappuccino Connections. It's an informal networking event. And that is, the rest is history. We are the closest of friends. We've done some amazing things together over the years. And personally, professionally. And I would never have met her if I had sat there and thought, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to get out of Jane. I wonder if Jane is going to be my client. Because actually, it was really obvious to me from the get-go, Jane wasn't going to be a client. Mm -hmm. Because that, you know, from the communication that we were having. 
so when I just let go, well, I didn't even think about it because I was actually open to seeing where it was going. But I see it happening an awful lot. People become so fixated on either you're a client or you're not, you know, and if you're not, then you're out. But it's like, just open up. Jane is the most amazing connector. She knows that even, she's one of the, she's kind of in my Rolodex. So I, go, I don't suppose you know somebody who, and I think I'm well connected, but Jane's even more so. <laughs> um, and there's, you know, there's always something she knows. She just, I, I often say, how do you know that? That's the thing that comes out of my mouth most when I'm with her. Oh, you know, so-and-so said this and that and said that. So if I had never been open to the possibility of just making a connection with her, we wouldn't have the amazing friendship that we've got. Mm-hmm. And as she, she said, and from that one meeting, um, which was an informal networking event, wasn't a structured one. She said, I ended up with a copywriter. She ended up with somebody who did some marketing for her. Other great friends as well. She's much better at keeping friendships than I am. You know, she thank you note for everything. And, <laughs> you know, so she's just really good at that. And I love that she is that way and she's taught me to be that way as well I think she's been the biggest influence in that so I knew it but I wasn't necessarily living it if that makes sense yeah it totally makes sense I didn't embody it it was like yeah intellectually I get that not everybody's going to be my client because that would just be a bit crazy but I wasn't really embodying the where will this go what's the possibility here and there may not even be a possibility, except 10 years time, I could bump into this person and, you know, something may happen then. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you an example. And I just and I just kind of always go back to this sort of intelligence that exists. Right. So I'm I was on um, Facebook a couple of days ago and I'm part of this Miva association. It's basically online. Um, and there was this lady that was saying, you know, who is a wellness entrepreneur because I'm wanting to do a podcast. And so there was a big list and I went through the list. It just kind of occurred to me to see actually who is dealing with wellness in this group. Yeah. Mm. Some really fascinating campaigns and women and mums, specifically for mothers, because as you know, mm. I was bringing out my book. And, um, and I just reached out to them and I said, hey, I'd really like to have a conversation with you. I don't know where it might go, but would you be open to, to, to collaborate? um and see or at least just have a connection and see where it may go anyway I had a really fascinating conversation with a lady this morning who has this massive campaign for for mothers and mental health but I didn't know that I just felt drawn to to asking her to see Mm. if she would be open to having a conversation so I read a little bit of the blurb but I didn't realize to what extent that campaign is now playing a massive part in maternal mental health week. Um, So I just always find it absolutely fascinating. There is a sense that we know there's a deeper knowing who we need to speak to. I mean, at this event that I was at was nuts. I started talking to a lady happens that her sister lives in Javier, which is a bit strange because she lives in California and LA and I, (laughs) She's just moved there. So she's around the corner from around you. The corner. I've been considering about going to Denver, Colorado. Big, that's another conversation to be had. But lady I was sitting at breakfast with lives in Denver. We were talking about it. So there, there, there's a resonance. I guess that's what I, 
kind of the word here. There's a resonance um, that weirdly enough, you attract the same, like that there was an embodiment of people in that I would connect with that had something to do with what's going on in my life, which I find absolutely fascinating. It's not something you can see. There is a oneness. There's the, there's the, there's the energy that connects us all. Right. So that's not, non that's not like it doesn't exist in a networking meeting. <laughs> oh, it absolutely does. Do you know, I, I, I think more people just need to be still at the networking meeting or not you. So you weren't at a structured networking event. You were at an event, which was huge. Yeah. And, and if we can be still and if we can allow ourselves the opportunity of just waiting to see what happens, then there is so much more potential. And, and that's why I say it really does need to be relationship-based and not transactional-based. And do you know, though, Martina, the number of women who I speak to who just go straight into fear when I say that? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. But so when am I going to get a client? <laughs> You're not hearing me. So how can I explain it in a different way? That if you go to an event, if you add value, if you're open to... The, the signs, the, the possibility in the room, if you're willing to be still and listen, listen, um, rather than nobody bought, nobody bought, nobody bought. And I think it's a real shame when people do that in networking, when they're, when they're not open to that. And I, one of the things I really dislike about open networking events is when people just come and they thrust their business card at you and they go, give me a call, give me a call. Why do I want to? Who are you? <laughs> and because... They've not connected with me. We haven't even crossed eyes across breakfast or across an aisle, you know, while we were at the event. And it's and the number of times I, I'm going to fess up, I've just thrown those cards in the bin It's because it doesn't mean anything. And, you know, other occasions I've actually called them on it and just said, hey, it'd just be really cool to find out a little bit more about you before you thrust your business card at me. Um but it would be wonderful to be connected with them as well. And, you know, what occurs to me is that I know I've been there. Um, I used to be that person because I had a lot of insecurity. Um, yes, yeah. A lot of insecure thoughts around my business, wanting it to work. Um, and that was really getting in the way of me being able to really deeply connect with other people and actually be present to what they had to say, because I was constantly in this um, revved up uh, way of thinking of, I've got to make my business work. I've got to make some money. I've got to make some money. Okay, well, I'll do this. And of course mm. that, that comes through and it's innocent, right? Well, none of us want to be that way. None of us want to be that, that, that person that, that, that nobody wants to do business with and it's count and I know it's right it's it's literally like I want to get clients now but, mm. but but actually it's a that that kind of repels unfortunately because what does actually what I've seen that 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 works is who you're being the energy in which you sit in mm. such a huge huge part of, of the connections that you create and the quality of that connection and even in your intimate relationships I don't know about you Jackie but when I'm in my like not being present mm. like, my head into my personal thinking and not really present to the other person um 
usually the conversation doesn't go so well. <laughs> Rarely does the conversation go yeah, well. Like, yeah, like, so true. you want to be right and the other person also wants to be right and then you defend your, you justify and you defend your reality. But that's the most normal thing in the world. Like yeah. we all come in yeah. and out of it, right? But yeah. there is, I love what you said about being still. Because actually that is the a power that we all have to um, truly deeply connect when we're present in this moment. Um, and I just find it so much easier these days to just be with people and, and be with them mm. um, because people can smell bullshit a mile off. <laughs> They can. And, and again, it comes back to what I was saying earlier on, you know, where we're taught that there's a certain way to network. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to get clients, you know, this is every, you just need to Google it, how to network and there'll be this. Yeah. So you go in and you do this and then it's like, I, you know, I think about my sales career. It was, um, I'd go in with three objectives. I still do that because that was such a valuable one for me. Um, and then at the end of the meeting, you always ask for the business. Well, that's not how networking works. Of course, you can ask if it would be really great to have a meeting and to find out much more about you. So, for example, when we're hosting structured networking events, you've really got a minute to tell everybody what it is you do and who specifically you're looking for and or what you what you would like. Well, of course, if there's somebody in the room you want to find out more about, then arrange okay. to meet up over a coffee. But it's the it's the drive, the strive, the push. It's the you know almost following you around to, to to get the business, and it does make me incredibly sad. And I think the the main reason it makes me so sad is because I see myself in it, and there's I'm a little bit embarrassed. You know, it's, it's like they are a projection of how I was. So um, maybe not the business card thing because I don't know that I was bold enough ever to just bowl up to somebody and toss my business card at them, but. And in many other ways, you know, I had an expectation that things would be a certain way. I do believe that we can guide the flow of our networking. And the way that we're doing that, if we were to put a plan in place, it's been really clear with ourselves, what would I love to get out of this networking event? Mm -hmm. And always, I always have fun. That's the top on mine. The other two vary. But it's, I'm going to this networking event and my key objective is to have fun. I don't mean falling around belly laughing, but just to find humor and to connect with people who make me smile, that I'm finding joy in the moment. So that's always an objective for me. And, and then whatever the other two are, and it depends on where I am in my business at that moment. Am I looking for a supplier? Am I look, what am I looking for? Being specific. And then do you know what? Just allow that to be. Because if I'm in a room of 200 people trying to find for that one person, much easier for them to know who I am, for me to go out and find them. So another example of that, actually, just think it's something you mentioned earlier, triggered it. It's, it's really interesting how it's, um, I'll see ladies come to a networking event, particularly if it's one of their first times and they're being told, taught the old way, if you like. Um, and then they're disinterested in people before the meeting to the borderline rude. Um, they're not engaging with people at the meeting. They're maybe talking to somebody else while somebody's doing their elevator pitch or marketing mm-hmm. minute, we call it, which is 
you know, they're talking over somebody who's got that one minute. And then when it comes to them, you know, they they change. It's like they turn into this actress and they become this other person. You get, I quite like her. But you and I know that what you do in anything, you do in everything. So if they're going to be so disinterested and rude to me or to others, I'm not going to refer them to anybody that I know. So show up as your own true self. I suspect when they're doing that, it's because they, they feel they need to behave in a certain way. And so their professional persona is to be this kind of personality who gets stuff done. And, and actually, people are observing all of the time subconsciously. So they make a decision subconsciously about whether or not they want to introduce you to their best contacts. And it's innocent, you know. It's I, innocent, yeah. Totally innocent, because I don't know about you, Jackie, but I I just... I sometimes take my thinking quite seriously and I can, I can be sharp or I can be curt or I can be angry or I can be pissed off or I can be whatever. Um, but it's innocent. It's not something that I'm doing on purpose. It's just that like the most normal thing in the world that we're basically experiencing our thinking. And if we're doing that mm. and you're feeling insecure and you're thinking insecure, then, then of course you're going to act that way. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, but what I hear and what you've said today, and, and, and I want to come back to it, is that the more that you did it, the more that you got closer to it, the more that you spent time with it, um, the more kind of little insights you had about how to do it, what it was about, um, what worked, what didn't work. And I guess it's the same with anything. It's like any kind of insecurity you have. I've always found that it's really cool to just spend time with that very thing that you feel insecure about. Mm, So whether it be you feel insecure about your finances or whether you feel insecure about work, like not working, Mm. the very thing that's opposite of that to get intimate and see that it's actually not as scary or not as um, difficult as you thought it might be. Yeah. I do, which is why I always recommend to, to ladies, you know, come along to experience the joy of networking. Beautiful. And it might, and, and you know, don't, just don't get hung up on the details. And the more... Just have fun. Let go. To have fun. You know, there are some amazing, amazing women there. Everybody's got your back. I definitely got your back. So come along and just, just have fun. And it makes a significant difference. It really does. And again, that's a relationship-based networking as opposed to transactional-based. It's, it's when we think we need to do certain things that this persona who we're not, that innocent persona you talk yeah. about, presents itself. And it's like, who is this? <laughs> because, <laughs> I know. And I know that because sometimes I've chatted to them on the phone and before they've come to a meeting and then they're there. And they, they kind of go, right, I'm at a networking event now. This is how I need to behave. And it's like, oh, you chill. Everything's <laughs> fine. Just be, be you. you. Be you. Have, you know, and fun may not be your thing. You know, I'm just thinking that one lady has just popped into my mind. She said, I hear you. I get you. That's not me. But she's got, she is funny and she does have joy, but hers is very dry. And, but, and I love that about her, but she's been herself. She's always been herself. You don't have to behave any other way than you when you're at a networking event. And it's that behavior, that not you behavior, that for want of a better description, (laughs) that not you behavior that is is repellent. And and if I could encourage people to do anything, it's to just be you. 
for you. Yeah, okay. you know, that, that neediness. I, I kind of wrote something about that in my book, uh, which was about being needy of something. It's, it's, it's mm. you know, but, but when you're, I've, I've found, uh, just to give you one last example, which I thought was quite funny. I don't know, I posted on Facebook yesterday, but um, so these days I tend to be in a really like much more grounded, beautiful feeling, right? And I've seen it do absolute miracles. Like yesterday, um, I was at, um, I wanted to get a chocolate cookie and a, and a, and a water before I got on my flight and my card wasn't working. <laughs> and, um, I that. Yeah. and I was like, okay, so I have to give this stuff back. Anyway, she got the manager to come out. She goes, don't worry, you'll have it for free. And I was like, wow. Like I, I didn't even ask for it. Yeah. yeah just There's something us. about, and I've seen this with my clients as well. They attract opportunities to them. Mm. to them by just being in that much more grounded still as you said place yeah, yeah. makes the difference every time yeah, yeah. it's amazing it so my love if anybody wants to get in contact with you find out more about obviously those of you that are listening around the world maybe you can go to an Athena event in London when you decide to come. Cause I know that there are people yeah, that come. Yeah, we've got, we've got many groups. I think probably the best place to um, find me and connect professionally is on LinkedIn. So just look for me there, Jacqueline Rogers. Yeah. Be the best place. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline. This is such a beautiful conversation. And I agree. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate you having me on. So until the next time, everybody that's listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Bye-bye for now. And there we have it, another amazing episode of The Joy of Being. If you enjoyed this podcast, you may well enjoy the book as well. You can either download a free chapter, www.marinapearson.com slash chapter, where I go into much more depth into how we can create more time and space as mums. And if that doesn't fly and you're more curious about getting the entire book, then you can do that too at www.marinapearson.com slash pre-order. There you'll find a page with all the amazing goodies that you'll get if you pre-order it before the 10th of May. So until next week's episode, remember, you are the joy you seek.